the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. This is Casey Fields, your manager for municipal advocacy. And man, it feels good to be back with the City Quick Connect podcast with my partner in crime, my colleague, my boss, Scott Slatton. Hey, Hello, Casey. Happy uh, New Year. Happy is it, New Year. Is it too late to say, what's the cutoff point for saying Happy New Year? I think the end of January. The end of January, that long. I mean, I don't think you need to just reserve it for New Year's Day. I think you can say it because oh, no, it's still a new year. Yeah, right? but I mean, we're what now, two weeks into January? Solid. It would seem Solid. that at some point you've got to say enough is enough. No more Happy New Year? No more Happy New Year. Well, Scott, tomorrow begins the 2021 legislative session. We're at the beginning of a two-year session, and we've got some new faces at the State House. We have got an ongoing pandemic going um, on in our state, in the world, in the country. We've got a lot of big issues, not just ours. I'm talking yeah. universal big issues. Yeah, so we, we're coming off of an election this past November, so... The Republicans in the Senate and the House increased their majorities. They gained seats. Uh, Specifically in the Senate, it was a significant increase. Absolutely. um, Not only in terms of numbers, but in the potential for uh, procedural action that the Republicans could take if they wanted to. That's correct. Uh, The House increased their majorities by a couple of members. Right. uh, Unexpected wins it was unexpected yeah. for, for a me lot and a lot of, of others. Um, a lot of political newcomers yeah are gonna be in the mix so yeah lots of uh, lots of new faces but some of the same old challenges that we've talked about previously absolutely, absolutely. and a lot so the house organized back in December and that just means that they've elected their leadership positions which not many have changed there are some new committee changes that have been assigned in the House tomorrow, the Senate will organize. They don't organize early. They organize the first day. So at that point, they will elect their officers and leadership, and they will choose their committees, and the senior party, majority party senior members will become their chairman. So we are likely to see some changes because obviously people have left, and that moves people up in seniority. So we'll, we'll, sh- we'll see some committee chairmen that are new, um, in the House. In the Senate as and well. Senate as yeah, well. I yep. anticipate that yep. tomorrow right. for, for the Senate changes. Yep. And we have seen some new committee chairmen in the House already. Yeah. That, and let's talk a little bit about how we're going to do this session. We're, we're definitely going into session. Yeah, so the logistics of physically meeting are still up in the air. Well, I shouldn't say they're up in the air. It's going to be a lot different than it has been in the past, obviously. The State House itself, the State House building will be open, and uh, both chambers will be meeting corporally. All the senators have pledged to uh, the Senate President Harvey Peeler from Gaffney that they will all wear masks right. while they're in session mm-hmm. on the floor. House Speaker Jay Lucas from Hartsville has asked the House members to wear masks while they're on the floor, but mm-hmm. he has not, he's not mandating it. Of course, neither, neither leader is mandating masks be worn on the floor, but, uh, but, uh, you know, president Peeler has gotten a pledge from each right. of his members 
that they Which will Which I would wear. just like to say, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, that absolutely. Senator Peeler has done. I think it's a great thing. So they will physically meet in session in their respective chambers. How they're going to handle the public's participation in committee meetings is still a, a little bit of a question mark. Right. Um, so last week, uh, we saw some subcommittee hearings through Microsoft Teams. Yep. And participation. And, and we actually saw one in, in person, person. That's right. As, as That's we right. have throughout so this So I thing. think if, if I had to, if I was a betting woman, I would bet we'll probably see a mix. Yeah. And we'll probably see bigger committee rooms available. Yeah. Um, and I doubt we'll see as many committee meetings. But, you know, it's the beginning of a two-year session when you when you're in the middle of a session you can jump right in on those committee meetings because you've got bills that have already been in play yeah now we're starting brand new the calendars have been wiped clean right there's nothing on them so they've got in order to have business on the floor they've got to get some bills out of these committees but looking toward Which, what they've got is the house is going to start on the budget has already has started. Already started. House ways and means has already started on the budget. So, which means, which means each of those committees have a lot of subcommittee meetings that are going to have to take place mm -hmm. so that, so that legislation can get to at least the committee level. Right. Right. Bottom line is it's going to be difficult. It's going to be different and it's going to be difficult. Yes. To try to keep everybody safe from crowding into a committee room. Cause I mean, You've been in committee rooms before where there is standing room only. Oh, no question. Yeah. And, and in, in the Senate in particular, uh, some of those subcommittee rooms, meeting rooms are tiny. Like and, room closets. Yeah. And, uh, and so people, it's standing room only. And people, well, they don't let you sit in the floor. But uh, it's, it's difficult to accommodate all the public, which is going to be just going to make it a little tougher for us in right. being able to represent cities and towns the way we normally do. But mm -hmm. uh, make no mistake, we will have their voices heard loud Absolutely. and clear. Well, I mean, we'll just have to employ other tactics to uh, to get our message to uh, to legislators, so, and and I think we've we've already Joni and Erica and you you yep. have already talked to all of the new members. We actually hosted uh, Cities and Towns One Hundred One Microsoft Teams meeting for new senators and new yep. House members, which was really cool. We jumped out in front went ahead and talked to all the new members, have gotten their phone numbers, and they have y'alls. And I think that's really, really important. Yeah, yeah. So, really, really important. And that's something that we do every after every election is reach out to the individual, the new members on, on right. in both chambers. Uh, but doing this little Cities and Towns 101, that's yeah. something new that we've done. We've talked right. about doing that in the past, that's but right. we just never pulled the trigger. And and we did it this time. So, uh, and, and, you know, meeting virtually makes that logistically a little That's easier right. That's right. than asking them to come to Columbia, but asking them to come and, and visit with us and put a, put a face with a name. It's better, but, but it, it worked well this time. So the logistical issues we'll have, but then in terms of issues that we'll be dealing with, we know there are we some big ones hanging out yeah, there. We, we assume based on the fact that the house ways and means uh, subcommittees are meeting to talk about a fiscal year 22 budget. That's right. That it doesn't appear that at least on the, on the house mm -hmm. side, that there is any intent to adopt a fiscal year 2021 right. budget. No, I if, don't believe so. Everybody will recall 
that the General Assembly, or at least the House anyway, the, uh, went ahead and just passed a continuing budget into fiscal year 21 instead of passing a brand new budget for fiscal year 21. They just Correct. continued the fiscal year 20 budget. Now, the Senate passed its a, a version, a, a new budget, but the House didn't, the House never took it up. So we're still, the state government is still operating under that essentially fiscal yeah. year 20 budget. And there was some talk that maybe they would adopt a, a brand new or a, a, a separate fiscal year 21 budget, but clearly the House doesn't intend to do that since they're already meeting to to discuss a fiscal year 22 right. budget. So we've got the budget and that's always every year. That's a big that's a big piece of legislation. It takes up a lot of time in both chambers throughout the entire 5 months yeah. that they meet. Other issues coming up, education reform. That hasn't been settled yet, right? No, it wasn't. There's still a lot still of work working on it. that needs to be done there, but um, I, I, I personally don't see that. I don't see them getting to Taking that in like a, a meaningful right. way uh, this year. So then we've got the Santee Cooper issue where I've been told by a former Goose Creekian that you say it correctly when you say cuppa. <laughs> Santee. Santee Cuppa. Yeah. So, yeah. So that issue's still on the table. Now, there are some subcommittees of House and Senate committees that have been meeting yeah. to discuss this issue. And it's still, I think, a sell or keep and reform. Yeah. It, you'll re, you'll recall everybody that we, everybody assumed that Santee Cooper would be a, a big issue in the 2020 right. General Assembly session. And I think the the General Assembly had yeah, every intent was. to get yeah. there. It was. Yeah. But then in March, obviously, the pandemic took over right. everything. And so they have already held, as you said, Casey, a couple of subcommittee meetings in the House. Yep. And this, there's two separate committees in the Senate right, that at are it. looking at Santee Cooper. But, you know, one is looking at a is a pro sale committee. Mm -hmm. The other one is a seemingly not a pro sale uh, what it committee. Appears. It's what it appears. It, uh, the, the, the committee... This particular committee has uh, is is asking some questions of NextEra, who is the the Florida-based electric utility that has expressed interest in buying Santee Cooper. So we'll see how those two two competing committees work, and then of course the House has one. Clearly, the intent is to do is to resolve the the question of Santee Cooper, and of course. The utility didn't do itself any favors uh, last fall. Yeah, bless their hearts. They just early keep winter when they digging themselves. They wisely that. refinanced a bunch of debt that they had, but they violated a directive from the General Assembly to not issue Correct. new debt. Correct. Well, they did, and they did it for a, a sound reason, but they didn't tell the General Assembly what they were doing, why they were doing it, when right. they were doing it. You know, it's like the question when you ask, oh, what'd you do last night, honey? And uh, yeah. they're like, um, <laughs> right. I went out. Well, I went out, but gosh, my, I had a flat tire, and then it just turned out that all four, well, and then I, it just piles on, you know? I mean, yeah. it's, it's like when my sister um, lied about going to a lake party when she was in high school, and mom <laughs> and dad just 
called her on another one of her friend's cell phones, just cold busted her. And, um, where are you? <laughs> uh, well, I am, uh, you're, are you at a movie? Like you said you were going to? Mm, I'm at Lake Murray. You're what? <laughs> So, so anyway, so we've that, got we've that got, has accelerated right. the General Assembly's interest in resolving the Santee Cooper issue. So budget. So, so that's that's hanging out there. Budget. Yeah. Right. Education. Santee Cooper. Right. Any other big ones that we're looking at? Well, with the with the increase in the Republican majority in the Senate, in particular, right. I think I I think we can expect to see a number of social issues. Agreed. Cop crop up and get debate that have previously obviously they they've come in front of the Senate before they've come in front of the House and the House has passed them and we're talking specifically about fetal heartbeat right um, open carry constitutional carry yep. open carry laws those, those two are the things. big ones those yeah the that have already been pre-filed right so um, uh, and yeah they they they, they pre-filed and of course and you know what else I read an article. We, you know, Scott and I scan newspapers every day, all day. Yeah. Um, that medical marijuana was gonna come back. Yes. Yeah, to the Tom forefront to, to a, talk about. So that's another. That's a big issue. Pretty passionate issue. So yeah. with with everything that we've got, and you know, not to mention the pandemic is still going on. We've yeah. got it. We've got a faint light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel, yeah. <laughs> but that is still going on, and people still need help and there are still issues being you know dealt with related to that so you you've got all these other issues but then you have this well you know it's gotten to the point i think for me anyway i we've just gotten so acclimated to operating within during the pandemic that it's it's not it's not at the front of mind which it should be obviously particularly now that the vaccine rollout it has begun even though it's there's still a lot of work to do there Right. Uh, But yeah, the pandemic is still dictating a lot of the logistical concerns that we talked about at the at the beginning of this thing. So So. we're we're dealing with all these huge issues that that involve everybody that Mm -hmm. are not, you know, that are larger issues that are not tiny, small changes, that they're big, huge decisions that our lawmakers have to make or want to make or going to try to make. And then you've got our priorities right that the legislative committee that came out of our virtual regional meetings that we held Mm -hmm. 10 that our legislative committee added a little bit to adopted and then our board adopted that we are going to be focused on pretty laser like for the 21 session yeah so law enforcement reform and training tactics um there's there is a uh, the House Equitable Justice and, that, and the Law special Enforcement committee Policy that Special Peter Committee that Lucas put together. Yeah, that committee is taking a look at a whole uh, variety of law enforcement related issues, from civil asset forfeiture to law enforcement training and tactics to court reform. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things within the law enforcement realm that the General Assembly is interested in taking a look at that was born out of, in large measure, from uh, the, the death of George Floyd right. and the, uh, the unrest that took place uh, last summer. So we are following that very closely mm-hmm. and have a, obviously have an interest in it. We're working with our partners at the Police Chiefs Association, the Sheriff's Association, right. and, uh, and, and keeping our eye on those developments. Um, we have a couple of really 
what I would call pretty easy lifts with regard to economic development mm-hmm. that we're going to be working on. Some extensions, some credit yep. extensions, some and tax some credits for small changes to, to make things yep. easier or better for yep. our cities and our developers to use. Try and keep try and keep our our our, our, our economy going uh, moving yes. forward. So uh, we'll we'll be working on those things, and then of course we have some perennial issues that our city council members and mayors always ask us to work on enclave annexation for instance right will be uh, we there's actually already been a bill introduced uh, representative Marvin Pendarvis from That's North right. Charleston introduced a bill to right that was eliminate enclaves to house judiciary yep i would encourage uh, you know those elected officials who are listening to encourage your house member uh, to sign on to that bill as a co-sponsor and then ask for that bill to be Scheduled for a subcommittee hearing, as with all of the issues that we're talking about. We've got some money in the budget that we're going after. We actually had the suggestion um, from Myrtle Beach to add some availability of Narcan. Yep. Uh, Because of the opioid crisis, we are dealing with some other, the PTSD money. Yep. In the budget, so there, there are a good many. I think there are like ten or twelve. Yeah. um, mm -hmm. Top issues that we're going to be working on. I am so glad that we have Joni and Erica on the team our regular contract folks that we work with and our city lobbyists that we keep in close contact with that we can partner on all of these issues. Yeah. We're really excited about uh, Joni and Erica. They have both, uh, they came on board last year uh, as lobbyists for us and they have uh, already jumped in feet first to their jobs. They have, they have, they have both of them have great contacts and and experience. Um, Joni testified last week in front of the House Ways and Means, Constitu- House Ways and Means Constitutional uh, Subcommittee about the local government fund. Uh, we're mm-hmm. optimistic, and based on what uh, Chairman Bannister, Bruce Bannister from Greenville said in that subcommittee meeting, the General Assembly's intent is to honor the uh, Act 84, which mm-hmm. changed the way the local government fund is funded. And he made it he made it clear that it, he it's his feeling that the General Assembly wants to see the local government fund at, at the very least stay at current funding rather than fall if the fall even if the right. even if the state budget falls back. So, uh, Joni testified uh, there. Uh, Erica has been deeply involved in following very closely the House Equitable Justice uh, Committee. Right. And then the other thing that Erica's been doing that we tasked her Th- with this is amazing. Yeah, what is uh, establishing close contacts with our federal delegation. Right. And man, she's got some incredible staff contacts now. Yeah. With our congressmen and our two senators. Yeah, so we're real real pleased about that. We've always had, you know, relationships with mm-hmm. them, but they weren't were, they weren't ever really close, but they have been very receptive and yes. and, and happy that uh, we've reached out to them and uh, and established those ties. So uh, the two of them are doing great work so far, and they will be representing municipal interests uh, every day at the state house during the session, and uh, and along with me, and of course you, Casey. So we're uh, we're excited about the the new year, the new team, and looking forward to what happens and how it's going to unfold. Well, and I'll tell you this. It it's a bummer that our hometown legislative action day can't be in person yes. this year. But I want us to take just a second to talk about how the cool thing that we've put together yep. in lieu of meeting in person. I mean, you know, I, Scott, you know me. I love 
to visit with everybody. Yes. I love to give everybody a big hug. I like to hear about your families. I like to, I, I just like to be in person. I'm, I'm an yes. in-person person. But this, I think what you have put together and what kind of the, the brainchild that we've all worked on, mm. I think it's going to be awesome. Well, so... Next best thing. Yeah, so instead of having Hometown Legislative Action Day, the first Tuesday in February, we're going to conduct what's called what we're calling Hometown Legislative Action Week. So what we'll do is release a series of very short video clips uh, explaining each of our advocacy initiatives for 2021. It's not going to be boring. No, it's not. You're not going to have to watch like a 10 minute video. No, we're, we're about real... like how to uh, I don't know like something <laughs> boring like watching paint dry. It's <laughs> right. not going to be that. Real quick videos ex- explaining each of the advocacy initiatives. We're going to in the course of those videos we tell you what the issue is, what this what our solution is, and then we ask you to uh, to help us with that. So. And we'll, you'll also get to put faces to names that's right. when you see the videos. That's and, right. Yeah. And so uh, we, we're asking you to register. Go to our website, www.masc.sc. I was hoping we'd get that in And uh, register for Hometown Legislative Action Week. That will ensure that those video links go directly into your email box each day that they're released. And, and of course, got, they'll be available I mean, on our website. We've too. got everything from... Congressional, our congressional leadership talking about big issues. Yep. We've got some local legislators. We've got us. And it's it's really we've got some of our mayors. We've got I mean, we we've got board members. We we've just kind of have everybody yeah. talking about, you know, how everything. important it is. Yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. Our technical stuff about the issues that we're we're working on, but how to be involved, how to get involved, what to do. Yep. Um, and the importance of supporting some of these big issues. There, there'll be good resources for uh, an easy explanation of each of the initiatives that we're Absolutely. working on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys them. We'll ta- we'll watch them and take advantage of them and share them with their you know with their community members, uh, with with their colleagues, with their legislators, yeah. and um, in particular the legislators and and use that as a tool to help inform them about the issues that are important to your city or town. Um Scott, I think the last time you and I did a podcast, I think it was about our dueling COVID diagnosis. What, is that really? correct? Has that been that long? Wow. That was I think back it has been. How about that? How about that? Yeah. Both of us have recovered since and Yes. Yes, it's been fine, but then of course right. I've learned since then that apparently you can get it again. So great. I, that's that's great. That has just affirmed my desire to stay vigilant. Right. You exactly. Know, you got to stay With vigilant. With your mask, washing your hands, socially yeah. distancing. Yeah. Don't all get those into things. big crowds. So. Um, I really appreciate everybody tuning in, Captain Roy. As always, yes. um, I appreciate you um, listening to the <laughs> podcast. We do it just for you, Roy. Way up there in little old six miles. That's right. That's right. Um, Everybody, stay in tune. Stay in touch. Um, We will be pushing out information beginning this week with From the Dome to Your Home on Fridays. So get used to getting information from us, getting phone calls, emails. Watch for our podcasts. Watch for the domes on Friday. And just stay engaged with us during this legislative session. Sounds great. Scott, thank you for joining. Happy to be here. Glad to be back. 
Hey, glad to be back. They're going to hear a lot from us in the coming months. Everybody take care, wear your mask, and wash your hands. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.